0: One of the themes of Luke's gospel is the journey to Jerusalem. This is where all the action takes place, where Jesus is going to be crucified and where he rises from the dead. So time in the gospel where you hear someone walking away from Jerusalem, you know they're going the wrong way. Think of the story, the parable of the Good Samaritan, where the man who fell victim to robbers was going from Jerusalem down to Jericho. Jericho is a city of sin. This is an image of the fall. And so the first thing we should notice in this story of the road to Emmaus is they're walking away from Jerusalem. These two disciples are going the wrong way. Pope Benedict says there's no accident that no archaeologist has ever found the road to Emmaus. Because Pope Benedict says the road to Emmaus is everywhere. It's meant to be a description of our own journey. I've been on the road to Emmaus, walking in the wrong direction. I've shared my vocation story. Some of you know pieces of it, but I first heard the call to priesthood in high school. And so rather than following that call, I went the other way. I went the wrong way. I went to the University of Kansas. Now, don't think that KU is going the wrong way. Okay, I got my degree in engineering, civil engineering. I met a girl. I got engaged to be married. We set our wedding date for May 1992. After that all fell through... What happened? There began to be this growing sense of unfulfillment, emptiness in my life. Something's missing. And it was in that moment that God intervened and the thoughts and desires of priesthood kept welling back up. That I turned back. Well, here's the good news. When we're heading in the wrong direction, Jesus pursues us. God comes after us. This is the primacy of grace. So God doesn't wait for us to turn back to him. But God pursues us when we're heading even in the wrong direction. Now, notice how Jesus evangelizes these two men. He's showing us how to evangelize. We begin by asking questions, right? We don't begin by pontificating or condemning. Jesus didn't run up to these two and say, Hey, do you know you're going the wrong direction? No. He began by asking them questions. So what are you discussing as you walk along? What sort of things have you heard? This is the model of accompaniment that Pope Francis has been talking about. That we're meant to walk with people, even if they're going the wrong way. Accompaniment evangelization is all about building friendship and relationships and it takes a lot of time and this is what all of us are called to as disciples of Jesus well we see as Jesus begins to ask these questions and opens their hearts what do we find these two men are having a crisis of faith now amazingly they have all the facts right they know Jesus died, and they've even heard people give their testimony that they've seen Jesus alive, but they, they lack meaning. They don't understand these events. They're in a crisis of faith. And how does Jesus then bring them to faith? He begins by opening the scriptures to them. Do you remember last fall when Scott Hahn was here? He gave an hour of conference on this gospel of the road to Emmaus and one of the things I remember from that conference he says this is Easter Sunday by the way that this gospel takes place and what did Jesus do on Easter Sunday he walked with these two disciples for seven miles that's about a two or three hour walk and he engaged in a scripture study with them Jesus on Easter Sunday spent two or three hours in a scripture study This should tell us, like, Scripture is really important. And as Christians, we should be studying Scripture. And not only studying it, we should be praying with Scripture. St. Ignatius of Antioch, or St. Jerome says, Ignorance of Scripture is ignorance of Christ. Okay, praying with Scripture. Father Jacques Philippe, in his book Thirsting for Prayer, suggests that we begin our daily meditation by using the daily mass readings here's the content now how do we pray with scripture very simple read reflect relate resolution all ours we can remember this we simply look prayer is not so much about a technique or a method it's about really growing in love and conversation with god but we begin by reading And we ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, speak to me now through your word. We quiet ourselves, invite the Holy Spirit to speak to us. And as we read, we then begin to reflect on a word or phrase that strikes us. We ponder it, we apply it to our lives. And then we relate to our Father whatever is stirring in our heart. We talk to God about what we're reflecting on. And then we conclude by simply making a resolution. This is what I heard you saying to me, Lord, in the scripture, and... I want to concretely try to live this out today. Teresa of Avila, she says, the one reason our prayer doesn't bear fruit is we're not putting into practice what we hear God say in our prayer. So she just underscores the importance of that resolution. When Jesus opened the scripture to them, their hearts began to burn, but the Bible alone was not enough. You know, one of the battle cries of the Protestant Reformation was Sola Scriptura, the Bible alone. Did the disciples come to recognize Jesus through the Scripture alone? No. It was through the breaking of the bread. See, as Catholics, we're both and yes, we need Scripture, we need the Bible. Jesus is encountered there in his word. The risen Lord is present as we read and hear scripture proclaimed. But we also need the sacraments. Jesus comes to us in word and sacrament. It's both and. Now every time in scripture we hear those words that he took bread, blessed, broke, and gave. That's a description of the mass, the liturgy of the Eucharist. This is where we encounter Jesus now. We have to open our eyes that the Lord is really present right here in the Holy Eucharist. Jesus says, my flesh is true food, my blood is true drink. Every time we come up to Holy Communion, we're encountering Jesus alive and risen. And so it's here, through the proclamation of the word and through the Holy Eucharist, the breaking of the bread, that Jesus is here in our midst. This whole gospel, really, is a description of the Mass. The Liturgy of the Word and the Liturgy of the Eucharist. Scott Hahn says, did you notice now Jesus then vanishes from their midst? He says, why did He vanish? Because He was there now in the Eucharist. What happened after the disciples saw the Lord and recognized him. They returned to Jerusalem. They got back on the right road. And they bore witness to the resurrection. Archbishop Nauman, he says, okay, it's not enough just to keep the faith. We're called to share the faith. This is our call now. All of us are on mission to announce that we have seen the Lord. We've encountered Jesus. Now, Just so you know, uh, the patron saint of preachers is St. Dismas, the good thief. So I'm stealing something from Deacon John from our Bible study on Thursday. He said, you know, next time somebody asks us, what did you do over the weekend? Why don't we say, you know what? I went to Mass and it was awesome because I encountered the risen (laughs) Lord.' Okay. Do we bear witness that we encounter Jesus right here? Okay, we're all now sent forth to bear witness that Jesus is alive and with us in word and Sacrament.